0: Hey everyone, and welcome back to the Only the Resurrection podcast. This is Noah, and today I just wanted to share the words in 1 Corinthians 4, and where it talks about that God has entrusted us with things, and that we can't just take it and waste it, but receiving, as it says here, the secret things of God, receiving that, really share it with others. Because this is what Paul says, So then, men ought to regard us as servants of Christ, and as those entrusted with the secret things of God. And when I think about that, the secret things of God, that God has shown us, His love, His mercy, that He died for us on the cross and that He rose again, and that there is eternal life when we believe in Jesus as Lord. Things that the world doesn't know because they say we can't see God and we can't know this is true, but God has shown us that He is real that he exists and that all his words are true because Jesus rose again. So the secret things of God is all found in his word, that Jesus is Lord and God, that he rose again, that there's eternal life, and that our hope, our joy, our strength, it all comes from Jesus. And so these secret things of God he's given us, it says in the next verse, now it is required that those who have been given a trust must prove faithful. So if we've been entrusted with these secret things of God, we're not called to keep it to ourselves, but to share it with others. If people just live their whole lives being deceived by the devil, but we have the secret of God, the truth, if we don't share it, it's going to fall on the blame. Not like the blame, but if we just think about it, How can we not tell the other person if they're just being deceived by the devil thinking that this world is all there is? If we don't tell them, they will never know and they're just going to keep on living like that. But again, if we are filled with God's heart, how can we not tell others that if we've been given a trust, we must prove faithful? Because it also says, Paul says, I care very little if I'm judged by you or by any human court. Indeed, I do not even judge myself. My, conscious, my conscience is clear, but that does not make me innocent. It is the Lord who judges me. Therefore, judge nothing before the appointed time. Wait till the Lord comes. He will bring to light what is hidden in darkness and will expose the motives of men's heart. At that time... Each will receive his praise from God. So the way Paul just says it, he says, I care very little if I'm judged by you or by any human court. It's not about people. It's not focusing on what people think if I share this or whatever it is. The focus is clearly on God. It is, as it says, it is the Lord who judges me. He's the one who sees my motive, my heart. Just as it says, he will bring to light what is hidden in darkness and will expose the motives of men's hearts. At that time, each will receive his praise from God. That is what we are searching for—not praise from people. It doesn't matter what people say; it only matters what God says, and receiving praise from Him. So, not looking for the pleasures in this world, but seeking eternal life, that is in Jesus. So, let's just really be like Paul, not not being afraid of people, not caring what others think, how they judge, but really fearing God, which is asking, what does God want? Fearing Him, that He is the judge. He is the one who sees everything. So again, God commands us to be faithful. And so I realize that God has called me to be faithful to my school and to my friends, that He's entrusted me with them to share the gospel with them. If I've received the gospel again, God has called us to share the gospel. And that's why we're here. That I'm here to share the gospel with my friends at school, my church, my family. And so I'm thankful that Jesus showed me what it means to be faithful. That he endured the cross to the end. He was faithful to the mission to the end. So I pray that by fixing our eyes on Jesus we might be like that as well. Not being shaken by what happens to me, but just focusing on what God wants and praying that, just as Jesus prayed, not my will, but yours be done. And so it goes on in the chapter where Paul says this, For it seems to me that God has put us apostles on display at the end of the procession, like men condemned to die in the arena. We have been made a spectacle to the whole universe, to angels as well as to men. We are fools for Christ, but you are so wise in Christ. We are weak, but you are strong. You are honored, we are dishonored. To this very hour, we go hungry and thirsty. We are in rags, we are brutally treated. We are homeless. We work hard with our own hands. When we are cursed, we bless. When we are persecuted, we endure it. When we are slandered, we answer kindly. Up to this moment, we have become the scum of the earth, the refuse of the world. And though it may seem like that, that we are the scum of the earth, the refuse of the world, from a worldly perspective, obviously no one wants to live that kind of life, going hungry and thirsty, in rags, brutally treated, and being homeless. But we really have to think, what is... What does that look like in God's perspective on how he sees people laying down their life to share the gospel? Just as it says, we have been made a spectacle to the whole universe, to angels as well as to men. Just that we are living before God and how we are seen before God. Because the apostles, even though they were rejected, they were persecuted, they were tortured, and they were homeless and they were being beaten wherever they went. They said this, we have victory, we have this treasure in jars of clay to show that this all-surpassing power is from God and not from us. They had victory, no matter what happened. So even if they got knocked down, yes, they got knocked down, but immediately they came back up because their power is not from them. The power was from God and Jesus and His resurrection. And that's the secret To overcoming this world. As in, even when we get knocked down by difficult situations. Especially when we go and share the gospel. When people make fun of us. When people laugh at us. And they wonder why we seem like we're wasting our life. We know that because Jesus rose again, we overcome. And we can just get back up and keep on going. Just like Jesus did. How he, again, he faithfully even endured the cross. And he rose again. And finally ends with this. Because this is what the kingdom of God is all about. It's not about mere talk. Not just talking about. Because talking can really become knowledge. And knowledge has no power. But the kingdom of God is not about talk. It's about power. That's what it says. For the kingdom of God is not a matter of talk. But of power. Power to overcome sin. Power to overcome the world. How to overcome the devil, and even death. It's the power that comes from Jesus' resurrection, and that He is living in me. And so I pray that God would always help me to keep my focus on Jesus, and that the power to overcome comes from Him, so that I can lay down my life, my thoughts, what I think is right, my experiences, and lay that all down, and surrender to the Lord Jesus and what He says, in his words. So I pray that I might be used by God to share the gospel again, to be faithful, because God has entrusted me and has entrusted Christians with the secret things of God. We cannot keep that hidden, but proclaim it to the whole world so that this world might be saved, even if we're persecuted, even if we're made fun of. It doesn't matter. But it's that God's will might be done. And that no matter what, we're looking at the eternal prize we have in heaven. That is what the kingdom of God is all about. Not mere talk, but power. Amen. Thank you so much for listening. And please stay in tune for more from the Only the Resurrection podcast as we read the words and as we talk about the evidence. Thank you.